You're listening to the Talking Crops podcast, brought to you by agfacts.com. The date is July 31st, 2015. I'm your host, Chip Ward, and today we're going to be talking about hand pulling and other practices that go into managing palmer pigweed. We're glad to have Dr. Guy Collins on the show with us today. He's the Cotton Extension Associate Professor for North Carolina State University. Guy, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you getting along? I'm doing all right. Well, uh, Guy, I wanted to start out by asking, well, look, I know that residual herbicides, the time to put those out has pretty much already passed. And I wanted to know, at what point do you need to fall back on hand weeding when you have pigweed in your field that has escaped? All right, let me explain it from a holistic situation. Okay. So you want to start with pre-plant herbicides and at-planting herbicides with, with residual activity. The goal there is to start clean without any weeds present the day you plant and to prevent weeds from coming up as long as we can. Um, the concept of overlapping residuals is very important. So there are a few uh, residual herbicides we can use after we plant that will continue to bridge that uh, ability to prevent those weeds from coming up until the cotton canopy closes. Um, that's, that's the goal is to prevent those weeds from coming up the best we can so the cotton canopy closes. Now, there are many cases where we're not going to get all up. So the ones that do emerge, we have a few uh, post-emergence weed uh, herbicide options that can eliminate those as long as those are timely applications. Uh, but for those to really be effective, the weeds need to be pretty small. Most of the time, that's going to be three inches or less. Um that's not very big at all. The challenge to what? I said, so, so, I mean, they're not very big at all for it to work. That's right, yeah. And if you think about pigweed, it doesn't take very long for an emerged pigweed to reach three inches. I mean, it just takes a few days. Uh, depends on heat and moisture and all these other things. But that, that weed is very aggressive. It grows very, very rapidly. So it, it can sneak up on it pretty quick once it emerges. Um. So beyond that, we want to minimize the amount that, that emerge. Then we want to quickly take care of the ones that do emerge while they're young. And then if we have any escape, those are the ones that we need to hand weed. Um, and hand weeding is very important because it's, it's, you know, it, it not only has an effect on the current crop, but we're, we're doing weed management for the following year when, when we're doing hand weed. So, um, you know, and if you neglect to take care of those those weeds that do escape, um, we could we could rapidly undo a lot of our effort that we've already sunk a bunch of money into with herbicide. So we might as well go one extra step and see it all the way through. Uh, and by doing that, we remove those weeds from the field. Right. You want to be able to do that before that before viable seed develops. And it, once you see a seed head on a female plant, it doesn't take very long for viable seed to be produced. So you would like to hand weed, you know, once they're big enough where you can see them in the field, and while when cotton's young, it's pretty easy to see. When cotton gets tall, you know, this time of year, it's harder to, to see them. But you want to uh, try to hand weed them as early as you can while you can still pull them up but before viable seed are produced. And that could really... Uh, ensure that the effort we made early in the year with herbicide continues to be progressive in, in reducing the seed bank of this test. Right. 
Guy, can you tell me the pros and cons of hand pulling versus just cutting the plant down? I know obviously hand pulling is probably better. Hand pulling is is a lot better. Um, a lot of people, well, some people may not realize it, but chopping the plant uh, and, and Dr. Culpepper down in Georgia, I know, and probably several others have done this kind of work too, but um, looking at chopping the plant at, you know, three inches above the ground, one inch above the ground, at the full surface, or completely removing it. And, you know, there's various degrees of, of having an effect on, on those leaves. But the, the key point, though, is if you chop it down, the plant can send out new suckers and can still develop five or six. So the one way to make sure that it's uh, taken care of is completely remove the plant. And and we take that one step further. You know, we always recommend that they knock the dirt off the root, then turn the plant upside down. Now, that is if it does not have seed on it. If, it, if it's a chance to have five seed on it, we need to remove it from the field. Um but if it does not yet have a viable seed on it, we, we pull the plant up, knock the dirt off the roots, and invert the plant and lay it on top of the cotton or, you know, along the cotton so that the roots don't re-suck or the, the roots don't become re-established. Um, I have seen it on several occasions, even if you beat the dirt off the plant, off the root, if you lay it back down and you get a rainfall within a few hours or even a couple of days sometimes, those roots will reestablish and that plant will survive. So it, it, it's got a strong will to survive, and, you know, we're trying to prevent that the best way we can. You know, chopping is effective. It's more effective than doing nothing. But keep in mind, even a chopped plant can send out new structures and develop food. I've seen a lot of pictures online of people pulling out the pigweed and then putting in a pile and burning it. Would you say that'd be the, I guess, the most optimal thing to do? Um, there's different techniques out there. Um, if it there's a chance that it has developed viable seeds, and yet you know, getting those plants out of the field and um, and making sure that those seeds don't survive. I mean, that is that is a very effective approach. Um, if they haven't yet produced seed heads and you know there is a chance we don't have to do that um but yeah you know it all depends on the mass it depends on the growers labor force and all that and you asked about the cons of, of hand weeding that's you know it's, it's work that nobody likes to do uh it's expensive it's very tedious but it's very important um but the better job we do up front then the less we should have to hand weed later and that's good in the overall weed management system, too, in preventing uh, resistance. Um, you know, we, we've got resistance to glyphosate. We don't want to get resistance to other things. Uh, we have gotten some news out of the Mid-South that there's some uh, some pigweed that is resistant to PPOs. Uh, so the one, one way we can combat that is to hand weed. You might have answered this question already, but at what point should you just throw your hands up in the air and bring a crew in to hand pull your field? All depends on how many you can effectively pull yourself. Um, you know, if you got a situation that's just out of control, um, where there's thousands and thousands of surviving plants out there, you're probably going to need a hand crew. 
Uh, if you got a lot of acres with a, a few weeds out there that you can't get over by yourself, for you and the you know the folks that work on the farm, um, then you might need a hand crew. If it's a case by case scenario, I know, I know several growers that can manage it just fine on their own. Um, but they've done a very good job up front, so the ones that do survive, there's just a minimal number out there, but they can easily handle that, you know, that, that number. So it's a, it's a grower by grower and a, a field by field decision. At what point should you just throw your hands in the air and say, my field's completely doomed, there's no going back, and I should just walk away? Um, you know, in the holistic weed management in uh, resistance management program, it's hard for me to tell somebody to walk away because I, if they have a disaster this year, that means they're going to have a disaster next year if they don't do something. So it's hard for me to tell them. You know, it, it may have done the damage on that current year's crop, but that doesn't mean we need to think futuristically and manage it for next year, too. Um, so, you know, there's different approaches to that, but I, I would, when it comes to weeds, it'd be hard for me to tell a grower to completely walk away, knowing that if they don't do anything, then the problem's only going to be worked for them next. And I guess if you don't pull the weeds out from your own field, I mean, I, I guess it could have the potential to spread into even your neighbor's field. I, I read online that you shouldn't even just, just scout it in your field. You need to look around the field, too, and make sure there's no pigweed there That's either. Right. That's right. Ditch bank, what we call ditch bank weeds are, um, are just as important as weeds in the field. They can contribute to the seed bank in just as effectively. So the point being is, is just because you get them out of right where the crop is, you need to also look around and the fence rows, the ditch banks, the road edges, you know, look, look for those weeds there too and take care of those weeds too. So far, do you think uh, people in your area have been doing a good job at managing pigweed? I do. I do. It's, it's again, very case-specific. Um, there are some fields that are problematic. Um, but then there's other fields where uh, the growers are doing a very good job. Um, and I think they've gotten to that point over time. The more they've learned about this weed test, uh, the more information they've adopted and in, in their decision and the more they approach this concept of, of preventing the weeds from coming up and then the ones that do come up take care of them pretty quickly you know uh, that that was gained over time and a lot of that and so the growers are now seeing the rewards for that um there, there's a lot of very clean cotton fields in north carolina um there's still some that's problematic. I, I imagine this weed is going to be around for a long time. Um, so we can't necessarily back off, but we can get to a point where we're managing it effectively. And a lot of growers have reached that point. Well, that's good to hear. Guy, that's going to conclude our show for today. Thanks again for the interview, and thanks again for being on the show. No problem. I'm happy to do it. All right. Well, Guy, you have a good one. All right. You too. Take right. care. At AgFacts, we're serious about crops. Connect to crop production, market info, and weather reports at agfax.com. That's A-G-F-A-X dot We'll keep you informed. Copyright AgFacts, LLC. All rights reserved.